Welcome to Hearth to Hearth, a home for sensitive souls, sparking self-discovery and belonging through the healing power of warm-hearted conversations. I'm Jessica. And I'm Janelle. What began as voice notes between two friends navigating life and motherhood has blossomed into a podcast and community. Join us each week as we ask the question, how can we come home to ourselves? Our conversations are filled with deep feelings, vulnerability, empathy, and a dose of laughter. So cozy up with some tea and gather around the hearth for warm-hearted conversations that will leave you feeling inspired and less alone. (laughs) Hi. Hi. Welcome to Hearth to Hearth. Welcome. I am coming to you today from a pile, atop a pile of unfolded yet clean laundry. Well, at least it's clean. <laughs> you know? At least it's clean. That's right. How are you doing? I'm okay. I'm in my full moon feels. It's coming. So today we're recording this on a Friday and the full moon is going to be tomorrow. And it's intense. It Lots is. stuff going on. Yeah, I'm feeling the full moon feels for sure, for sure. But what better day than to be talking about how we take care, how we take care of ourselves, how we nurture ourselves. We thought we'd come with a few different practices and things that we do to take care of ourselves and share about them a little bit and have a little warm-hearted conversation about it. Yeah, and these are things that are very simple. Um, I was thinking about this when we were talking about this topic and like they're so simple, but they're really transformative if you do them and like a, a ritual, if you, you make a ritual out of them. If you do them every day, then these parts and the rhythm of your day can become so special and just uh, release a little bit of the pressure valve in in your day and you can reset and um, I don't know they're 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 simple things I that I have to share but they're really important yeah I love the idea of looking at this as ritual because it adds that kind of magical moment of presence to things that are a little bit more mundane and can really shift things when you look at things as a ritual. So I love, I love that word. Yeah. And I think that both of us are in the thick of it with mothering and we don't really have a lot of outside help and we both work from home or you work from home and I did work from home and we don't have a chance to really get out of the house a lot. Um, we're watching our kids a lot of the time. So how how can we find the little pockets in our day to do something to nourish ourselves and to nurture ourselves and take care of ourselves? Yes. Do you want to start with one? Yes, I'll start with one. So especially around full moon times, I find myself looking towards Spotify and thinking, I need to make a playlist. Yes. And we do this together and we always share them with each other. And this isn't something I do every day. It's usually some kind of cyclical thing, like a new moon or a full moon or some kind of event that's happening in my life. 
um, like the playlist that I made for you for for Meadows' birth. Mm. <laughs> yeah, or recently we we were on a whole like really exploring self love. Maybe we'll do a podcast about that. But we had that self love playlist that you and I were like really mm-hmm. leaning into for a while there. So different themes that are coming up, we often will make a playlist to go with. Yes, I love the self love playlist. It really helps one. me so much. And it's cool how we make these playlists separately, but usually the the vibe is the is what the other person needed. We also have very similar music tastes, so that helps too. But even if it's not making a playlist every day, you can like listen to that playlist every day. So the making of the playlist, I kind of just make a title that's based on whatever I'm going through or whatever I want to focus on, and I give myself that day or a couple of days and just listen around and feel into what songs I want to add into it. And sometimes I'll even use like the radio option on Spotify and that'll come through with similar songs. And that really helps. I don't really have a lot of time to just be browsing new music. So that helps to find songs that new songs that I like that have come out that I'm not really familiar with. And that's so fun. I mean, I love music, so finding new music that I like and new artists that I like is really fun. And then, yeah, I think it's just a really cathartic way to get out any emotions that you're having or a way to feel the emotions that you want to feel, but somehow they're just, um, there's a block or something. Listening to music or listening to music in the car, I really like. Sometimes that's far and few between because depending on what my kids want to listen to in the car, (laughs) but I, that's really, I really like that too. That's great. Yeah. Sometimes we have to choose between our playlist and, um, Elsa. Yes. Elsa (laughs) or like a podcast. What's that podcast? That pink. pink Pinkalicious podcast. Pinkalicious. Pinkalicious. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why don't you share one too and we can go back and forth. Perfect. So that kind of makes me think of one of mine. Um, The music piece is a big element of my yoga practice, my on the mat yoga practice. And that's one of the things I wanted to share today is um, my 20 minutes, sometimes less of yoga that I try to do every day. And it looks different depending on the day. And one of the things that is so great about it is that it is really flexible. Lately, I have been having some days, I think I mentioned this in our last podcast, but I have been having some days where I'm waking up before the kids. I think because it's getting so light out early, the Mm -hmm. sun's kind of like coming in through my curtains and I'm just waking up and I've been rolling out my mat and just getting on there for about 20 minutes. If you know, if the time allows and putting in headphones and music is a really, really important part of my yoga practice. And I have some really great yoga playlists and different playlists, same that match kind of whatever I'm going through or any themes that are coming up or, you know, the season. And I will put on music and just flow for about 20 minutes. And sometimes that's more vigorous and I'm doing like sun salutations and sometimes I'm just kind of like laying there (laughs) and stretching. Um, But that's been something I've been really committed to for a long time and somehow have found a way to keep fitting it in. And 
what I love about it so much is it's kind of my time to connect back to my body. I Mm. tend to kind of return more to my movement practices, even more than like seated meditation, because it really just, it's like the fastest way for me to shift. You know, if I need to shift out of a certain mood or really come back to my center, come home to myself, taking that little time for movement is really, really helpful. And I've been kind of releasing any judgment about what my practice looks like and feeling like, oh, I have to get to a yoga class somewhere and be taught by a teacher or um, having it look a certain way or even be a certain amount of time. You know, sometimes I think we go, oh, I only have 10 minutes and so that's not enough. It's not even worth it. But 10 minutes makes a huge shift for me. That's what I find. Especially consistently. Exactly. 10 minutes every day is better – it can be better than an hour and a half once a month or something. Exactly. Yeah. And so really just giving myself the grace to have it look however it looks. And it's been really cool. One thing that I've been observing lately is that the movement that I'm drawn to really is this – it's much more about connecting to myself and connecting to my body where I think looking back at different times in my life, it was much more about exercise to make my body look a different way or a certain way, I guess. And now it's so much like, no, I just want to be in my body and connect with my body and have my body feel a certain way um, for this, these few moments. And then I can really carry that with me throughout the day. And so that's been an interesting shift in terms of like taking that perspective from exercise to a movement practice and having it really just be about that presence and connecting to my heart and my body. Yeah. Yeah. I can so relate to that. And I used to do yoga almost, I'm a very competitive person and I used to be very athletically strong. And so, and I'm also very naturally flexible, but that's because my body is actually hypermobile. So this is a whole process I'm learning. Um, But like I used to go into yoga as if it was a competition of how strong I could be, how long I could hold the pose. I would think so much of like the people around me and I would really let that affect me. Like it's kind of vulnerable to say, but it's true. Yeah. And I wanted to like be the best that I could be. And now after having two kids and having a lot of joint pain and discovering that my, I mean, I knew I was hypermobile, but I didn't realize how much it would affect me like as I got older. So I'm having a lot of chronic pain and body limitations. So now when I do yoga or any kind of physical practice, it's like, I really have to just take care of myself. Mm. And it's interesting how it shifts so much. Like now doing yoga is really just taking such care of myself. I have to be so tender and gentle with my body. Whereas before it was this outward, um, like fiery thing. Now it's just more uh, nurturing. Yeah. I really resonate with that kind of having the yoga practice be nurturing. And that's kind of what Mm -hmm. I've been finding as well. And some days my practice is a little more fiery, but that's just because that's what I'm feeling inside. And it's not based on an outcome that I'm mm-hmm. trying to achieve. It's just based on, oh, I'm feeling right. some energy that I need to get out. And so I'm going to put on like more upbeat music and like maybe dance it out on my mat a little bit and have it look that way. 
a certain day. So that's really, really interesting. And I think yoga can be so accessible, especially when you're kind of approaching it in this way of have, taking away the judgment about how it has to look, how much time you have to have. There are some really great um, videos out there. I love that I'm kind of at a point where I just kind of can drop into my body and flow and do whatever it is that my body is calling for. But for a long time, I did a lot of yoga videos. But yeah, so sometimes I'll still put on a yoga video and watch something and kind of have a teacher that's leading the practice. But for the most part, it's just kind of me and my mat and my music. And that is like one of the top ways that I take care of myself. So feels really good. And I love off some every once in a while, I won't be able to kind of get the space to fit it in you know, in a quiet moment. And so I'll just do it with the kids there and they either join in or climb all over me or, but I love that they get to see me doing my practice and get to see me taking care of myself in this way. And they love it. Yeah. And you could even combine those things like making a playlist or listening to music and doing the yoga. Like you could, if that, if yoga isn't the thing for you, you could even listen to music while you're washing dishes or dancing yeah. in the kitchen. Those are all things to just kind of let your body flow and get that movement in and kind of get the energy flowing. Yeah. And you're right. Music is such a quick way to shift a mood, right? Like, and yeah. whatever it is that you need it, I find that to be so helpful. Before we started recording, I hopped on my mat for a couple minutes and put on some mantra music that I knew would kind of like help me come into my heart and that felt so good. And I also just kind of like danced it out a little bit and then felt really ready to record. So, and that just I, was seven minutes. It was great. Yeah. I'd love to see you in the morning. Do you do it in the bedroom? Like this yeah. to me, I'm like, okay, how can I do this? <laughs> yes. So oftentimes my little littlest one will end up in bed with us throughout the night. Mm-hmm. And I literally just like, roll out of bed, get some warm water, go to the bathroom, and then roll up my mat right next to the bed just on our bedroom floor and do a little – put my headphones in and do a little practice right there. And it's so nice. And it's like the – it's the easiest way to just kind of like fit it in and without any frills and it doesn't have to be perfect. And sometimes, you know, there's a mess around me and just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how it looks. It's just about taking that time and really – just having that time to move my body is so helpful in the morning. And then sometimes if I don't fit in in the morning, maybe I'll do it during nap time or if that's not really working out for the day, then I'll just roll it out with the kids there and that's great too. You are I've tried to do it with the kids around and sometimes that works and sometimes I get well, I think it's because my body right now is not very strong. So like I'm actually scared that I'm going to get injured. Mm-hmm. I'm scared that my knee is going to dislocate or Something's actually so I yeah, I've been having such a hard time with that. So we should talk more about like how you do it or I just have to figure out how I can fit it in because I've really been struggling with finding a way to get this movement in and it's I know my body needs it, but I need to do it in a safe way. Yeah. Um, I used to be able to do it with like them hanging off me, but now I have such anxiety that I'm actually gonna injure myself. And I I have before actually when they're trying to do it. Yeah. So I was even like, maybe I'll join a gym or I was talking to my therapist about it. Like, she's like, well, they have childcare at, um, maybe a childcare at the gym, you know, it's I don't true. know. But yeah. There, we have, about. 
some yoga classes in our area too that offer childcare. Um, I think when I do it with the kids, I have a different expectation of what my practice is going to look like. And I just am not, I'm doing a different flow and I'm doing a different practice. And it's, I include them in it because it's stressful when I go into it and be like, I'm going to do yoga over here and try to ha- not have them like bothering me. Oh, but I, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's impossible. That's yeah. never going to happen. No. And it, and it doesn't feel good. Right. It just like right. feels it's frustrating. Yeah. 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 And, and so instead I like want to like bring them into it and include them in it. And so my practice looks different. It's more like play on my mat with right. them. And I think there's ways to do that safely. Cause I know what you mean about like them hanging off of you. Yeah. And, um, actually I, really cute. Like Meadow and I have started to look up different partner yoga poses that we can do. Oh my gosh. That's And adorable. so we'll do like different kind of like, I mean, those are a little bit more like acro yoga. Um, so that might be, I might not be the best fit for you right now, but we, we've been looking up like different partner yoga poses. So sometimes we'll do that with Aiden. I have some really cute, like, um, baby and me poses that we can do that are kind of like, you know, swinging him and and, like playing with him on my legs and things. And then Meadow also really likes to do yoga or there was one day that was really, really cute. She, she wanted to be the yoga teacher and she was putting my body into this wild position oh and gosh. she was like she walking was around you. and giving me assists. <laughs> it was the cutest thing ever. So I just have a very different mindset and approach when I'm going to do it with the kids. But to me, it still feels like I'm taking that time, but it's just in a different way. And it, and I'm still like, I still put my music on and it's still a moment yeah. of I'm present, but I'm present with them and myself in my practice. And it feels really good. So that's yeah. another good way to do it. And yeah, I just find I it's harder to kind of like in the schedule of the day, you know, make it to this the yoga studio all the time and I've just found these different creative ways to make sure that I'm still fitting that practice in and taking care of myself that way. Yeah, that's super inspiring. I've had a total block of getting to a yoga class and also if I go to the yoga class, I don't even know what level my body would be at right now because I'm just like in a totally, I mean, in the, from four years ago, my body is not the same at all. So I almost need to go to like an old, like, um, I almost need to go to a class geared towards very gentle yoga if I can, yeah. but there's less offerings of, yeah. of gentle yoga. I, there's, there's this class in my town that's geared towards second half of life. And I, I was thinking, do I need to go to that one, you know, to go to the level that my body, just meet my body where it's at? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder too, maybe there are some, I know you're not freshly um, postpartum, but there might be some postnatal classes that you could join, like to kind of start there with your body. That could be a thought too, because they're often yeah. will welcome you, even if you're a couple years out. Yeah, I think all of this still is connected to post-birth stuff and my body and pelvic floor things. It uh, and the alignment of your whole body is based on that, Um, and the strength of your whole body. So really, trying to this is kind of a tangent that we went off on, but it's it's been on the top of my mind a lot because I'm trying to figure out how to care for this body that's in chronic pain that I've never had to deal with it, you know, so, so much. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of like people ice my body every night and that's wow. something new. Yeah. But, 
I think a lot of people can relate to that yeah. having whether it's after baby or just, you know, different phase of life having mm-hmm. your body change mm-hmm. and needing to find different ways to care for it and having a different approach and really having movement be about care and not this like punitive exercise trying to make your body into something that it's not thing. Right. It's, it's love, a big love to your body. Yeah. It's yeah. not trying to change it. It's acceptance and loving. And taking care of it and, and yeah. giving it the the like nourishment through movement that it needs. So yeah, maybe we need to have a hearth to hearth yoga class. I think we should. I okay. think we should. And you can teach me, but it's gotta be gentle. Okay. <laughs> we can do that. Um, what's like next on your list? on the floor. <laughs> yeah. We, yes, for sure. Yes. We can do but, that. Okay. So that, t- that kind of leads me to my next – one of my next favorite things is when my body – not just when my body is feeling like it needs it, but just this is like my treat thing that I like to do, and I don't get to fit it in every day, uh, but taking a bath. So I really love taking a bath or taking a shower, but like the bath is more ideal in terms of a special kind of ritual. Um, But yeah, it's not fancy, just some Epsom salts. And I like to usually make a tea and then I take the, and then I have like a little stand and I put my tea there and a book and, um, I try to like not play anything on my phone. I try to just kind of sit in the bath and relax. And it's so, so, so nice to just sit there in your thoughts and just let your body um, rest in the water. It's really a powerful way to take care of me. And then I know this is for you too, but uh, if I can shower, that's <laughs> ideal. Yes. <laughs> um. But for me, taking a bath is so awesome. But yeah, share about your shower thing because I know you feel very strongly about it. Yes. So shower is on my list. Sounds pretty simple, <laughs> but I, <laughs> I have to shower every day. Like I have to. And um, I – just don't feel right if I don't. Like there's no other way mm-hmm. to describe it. When and do you do so, it? Like, how do you fit it in? I, I need to hear. Yeah. It. Okay. So oh, this is like, this is so it. funny. Okay. We're like, how do you how do you fit in <laughs> basic this is hygiene? How hard it is. <laughs> this is how hard it is to meet our basic hygiene needs. <laughs> okay. So um, it's okay. This is a whole journey. I can't so I, we're talking about how to shower. <laughs> If you don't have small children, I'm sorry. Like, is this relatable? <laughs> oh my okay. god! I promise we're clean. This is just about like if we're not leaving the house, right? Like, even if you're in the house oh, for yes. the day, I'm yes. talking. We shower if we're going to an event or we're going out of the house. But how do you fit it in? Even if you have nothing planned. Yes. Okay. So I used to be a morning shower person, like throughout my life. I was a morning shower girl. And when I had Meadow, I can remember days of like 
the day kept going on and she was like super tiny and there was like nursing and you know we were I was like freshly postpartum and like sweating it was I had the baby in the summer yes and I would just like so badly need to get want to get in the shower and sometimes you just can't yet and Mm -hmm. and so that was like a big it was kind of a source of anxiety for me and somewhere around there I made the shift to nighttime showering which really helped Actually, I don't know when that was. Somewhere that was in recent. I thought that was recent. Well, okay. This is so there's been a couple there's been a couple different approaches. <laughs> Have you not been keeping me updated on <laughs> my <shower> routine? <laughs> <laughs> some at some point I shift shifted to an evening shower, but more recently I was trying to fit it in in the evening with everybody else. We all like bathe in the evening. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, John will come home from work and he um, has a very physical job outside, and so he needs to take a shower, and then I mm-hmm. bathe the kids at night, and then I was also trying to fit mine in in that window of like before their bedtime, which sometimes I'm still doing, yeah. um, cause if it fits. But I've given myself this like new w- kind of window of routine and ritual to shower after I put the kids to bed. And that's been really, really helpful because then I can like kind of come downstairs and I'm – these are not fancy showers. Like I'm not like doing anything like fancy in there. Spa-like. I'm just – You're just yeah, – No, no. Spa, this is not a spa situation. This is a straight up shower. But it's been really helpful to kind of like know that that I have time once I could get the kids to bed. Like if I if at no other point during the day, if I'm able to shower, I know after I put them to bed, I can come downstairs and take a shower. And that has been that sounds so simple, but it's been like a, it sounds like a small shift, but it has been really, really big in terms of like my feeling like I am able to take care, meet my own needs, yeah, and take care of myself in that way. So. That's been really, really great. Sometimes if I know I want to just go to bed early and I see that we have the time in our evening routine, I will do it before they go to bed. But if it's been like a hectic day and we're getting home late and I'm just getting them like bathed into bed and doing all of that, then I know, okay, I can do it later and and you know, after they go to bed. So that's been really helpful. Um, but yeah, there's something I think it's for me. I'm a water person. And so, yes, it's about getting clean. And yes, it's about, I just like really don't like feeling grimy, but it's also, I, the, it's another reset for me. So, similar to like the music and, um, the yoga, it's a way to shift my mood. And it always does. And it's something about being in the water. It's and I actually cleanse. just, it's, it is, it's a your cleanse. And your yes. body at the same time. Yes. And I actually had this really funny memory. So John and I have been together since we were 20. And so this was like early 20s. And I just had this memory of like being finishing college and I'd get stressed and I'd be like, I'm going to take a shower. And he'd be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just like but it I is. It. Yeah. It's my and way it's of also like time mm, alone. cleansing. Mm-hmm. Time alone with your thoughts. There's no technology in the shower. Thank goodness. Imagine yes. if somehow people you could bring your phone in the shower. I feel like people would do that. Probably. And yeah, so I just it's my time. And I've also been I've been noticing because it is, I really like it's like where I do some of my best thinking and problem yes. solving for sure and have like mm-hmm. creative ideas. But also lately I've been noticing as we talk we're talking about in our last episode from mantras to miracles 
when I'm overthinking and I'll use that mantra in the shower now to be like, oh, like let's take this time to like come back to my heart and be in my body and like feel the water coming over me. And so that's been really nice too. So showers, hot tip. (laughs) Hot tip people, shower. No, but I really relate to that. And and when you get in the shower, it's almost instant. For me, it's almost instant that I'll have an idea pop in my head or problem solving. All of a sudden, it's so clear. And all I needed was that space and the water and whatever it is, whatever is happening there. That's It's a space. It creates space in your mind and your energy. It, it gives you um, a reset. Yes. And I – much of hearth to hearth, the idea for it and all of the planning that we did for it definitely came out of the shower. So yes, like I would get out of the shower and be like, oh my gosh, I have this idea, but I have, Same. To, I have to wait until I'm out of the shower to tell her. So funny. <laughs> so funny. I actually, I can't find it now, but I swear that at one point I read in my chart on the Chani app, it's like deep, deep in my chart, like some obscure placement. planet placement yeah. was like, you need to shower after being around large groups of people to like remain mm-hmm. sane basically mm-hmm. is what it said. And I was like, it's not just me. It's my astrology. So yeah, because there is that kind of like cleansing of energy, washing away the day. Um, yeah. I also sometimes will like to co- – I'm not like a Wim Hof like cold plunge person, but I like to kind of like mm-hmm. – sometimes I'll turn it cold at the end of my shower Mm -hmm. and just kind of like feel the cold water. And that also helps. I have really sensitive skin, a lot of pitta Mm -hmm. in my skin. And I find that the cold water at the end like really soothes my skin and kind of like calms down some of like that redness and irritation that I tend to get. So yeah, love a shower. Yes. I like to do the cold, the cold at the, like a minute of cold if I'm up to it that day. If I'm feeling fragile, I don't. But I do like to do it and it does help me and it just helps me wake me up. And what I actually did yesterday was I was out in the garden and I, and I usually garden barefoot because it's just easier because if my feet get wet from the water, then I'm like sliding around and I just feel more connected to the earth and whatever. It yeah, me too. Sound crazy, but it's way, way better. It feels but so good. Then, and then I came inside and I made a little cold bath and I went into the bath and I just sat and I cleaned my feet. And I took a cold bath and it helped to, you know, release the pitta energy, the heat energy. And it was so nice. That feels, that sounds so good. I love a post garden shower. And that just reminded me a life saving thing that you taught me when I was pregnant with Aiden. So I had a really hot pregnancy with Aiden and, um, he was born in December, but during the summer, I was so hot in my pregnancy. And you told me to put on cold water and run my feet in the cold water in the bath, like just for a minute. And it saved me. That and rose water. I carried Mm -hmm. rose water every – well, I do anyways. But like especially during my pregnancy, I carried it everywhere and I was constantly spraying myself with rose water. So that is another good tip if you're like a person that kind of needs water to reset or you run hot, or you're pregnant yeah. out there. Um, or it's just a hot summers. These summers are yes. so hot, and yeah. there's no days of rain. Like it's gonna be 90 degrees today. Yes. So get so, some rose water, and you can even spray water. it in your eyeballs. You, it's literally safe enough to spray in your eyeballs. So yeah. just spray all over your face, your neck, um, 
everywhere. Love the back of the so neck refreshing. chest. Yes. I keep it in the fridge. A lot of times I keep it in the fridge if it's really hot. Oh, so it's that's cold. such a good idea. Yeah. It's, wow. That's what I did when I was pregnant because I just needed wow. it so badly. And my kids love it. So whenever I spray myself with rose water, they like run to me and I spray them with rose water. So yes, that's another way to have the little shift. Sometimes I'll spray my husband. I'll be like, you need this. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta, sometimes you got to do the self-care for other people. You, get it. you need so this good. rose water. All right. Well, what's um, next on your list? Okay. So what's next on my list is – well, this is kind of a two-part thing, but every – well, it's actually a three-part thing. <laughs> but there's three points in the day where I make myself like a special drink. So in special drink. Special drink. <laughs> That's on my list. <laughs> Oh, you can see why we get along so well. Um, so in the morning, I always have a coffee. And it may not be the best for my constitution, but it's just – I love it so much. I love the taste. I love the experience of it. We have this really nice espresso machine. It's also the way my husband, like, shows he loves me in the morning. Like, he makes me this Aww. really good latte. And I put – like a bunch of uh, little powders in it to make it like an elixir, like rose, um, some lion's mane to help me focus. And uh, it changes, like sometimes collagen. And that's really fun. And so I'll have that. And then in the afternoon, so I'm out of matcha right now and I need to buy it. It's because, do you know why I haven't bought it? It's because I'm in between buying the cheaper one and the um, – the peak one and yep. I like can't I'm like frozen I can't, yeah. can't I don't make it. I, I haven't made the decision yet no. but I just need to make a decision and just buy it because I've been having an iced coffee now because it's warm that's not the best for my constitution though because I run kind of nervous anxious and it doesn't really help but also it helps gives me energy because I do have that like slump around like one or two are you what is your constitution i think i'm vata pitta same yeah but vata primarily more i find i'm vata mind pitta body is that a thing it can be yeah yeah <laughs> okay sorry yeah. go ahead no it can be yeah um and and then so i do that i really love an afternoon iced coffee i just love i don't know Ice drinks in when it's really hot or something about it is really good. For Ayurveda, they would not recommend that. So that's not recommended <laughs> for Ayurveda. But it is a treat. Um, and then also, if so if it's not going to be an afternoon coffee, then it's going to be a matcha. And the matcha is the best. So I have that's... the matcha with oat milk and then I put some vanilla in it. And let me tell you people, I did not know about vanilla until this past <laughs> year and it changes the flavor completely you can put Yum. it in anything and it just makes everything so much more delicious I just use like the vanilla extract but I think I want to get some like real vanilla mm. um and and test that out and then so and then at night I have a chamomile tea and I put this magnesium powder in it from moon juice I think it has like L-theanine in it too, um, just to wind down from the day. And chamomile really helps me because after bedtime, sometimes I it's just 
that sometimes if bedtime has taken a really long time or, um, you know, it's just been a stressful day, the chamomile makes me happy and it, uh, relieves stress and it makes me feel like giggly. I don't know what it is about chamomile, but it really, since starting to drink chamomile these past couple months, I've noticed a big shift in my mood. And so that led me to buy like 12 chamomile plants. <laughs> <laughs> and I really want to make my own tea this summer. Yes. And, and then, so sometimes I even add the magnesium powder into the, um, the chamomile tea and I drink it in a clear glass and it turns blue and it's just really fun. And I know it's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. And so I do, if I, I I try to do that every single night. And so that's what my, my treats throughout the day. Okay. Well, special drinks were also on my list. (laughs) Um, I live for a special drink and Also, they do really feel like ritual to me, the making of them Mm -hmm. and the drinking of them. So I have a lot of special drinks that I love so much. But right now, um, I have a longstanding love affair with matcha. But I'll tell you what I've been doing with for my morning matcha. It's so delicious. I've been incorporating mint and elderflower. So the mint. So I've been making a mint elderflower matcha latte. So I do a tea. I make a tea of mint and elderflower and I let that steep. And then I, I do this. Oh, I do a lot of this in the blender. Um, and these like amazing elixirs that I often make that are many of them inspired by Marisha Mirnowska, um, from, School of the Sacred Wild, the apprenticeship that I did. And her her awesome book has a lot of really cool mm. elixir recipes in it. Um, but I've definitely added my own like spin to a lot of these and like learned how I like them. So I've been doing the mint and elderflower tea and I let that steep and then I put it in my like a little smoothie size blender. And so I put that in like about halfway and then I fill the rest with like any kind of like nut milk, almond milk or oat milk. And then I add a little bit of coconut oil to make it like creamy mm-hmm. and maple syrup. And then I blend it up and make it thro- frothy. And it is so delicious. Something, but now that you said vanilla, I'm going to start adding, I'm going to try it with a little vanilla too. Oh, yeah. But something about the mint and the matcha together is divine. And I love, so I'm not a coffee drinker, mm-hmm. um, but definitely love something that will help give me a little boost of energy. And that's what the matcha does for me. It like helps me focus and gives me energy, but without that like edgy racy feeling that I get from coffee. So that has been so awesome. I've also been, um, sometimes I'll need a second matcha latte later in the day and I'll, I've been doing that one iced a lot and it's delicious. Yeah. Something about that like afternoon iced drink is so yum. The heat of the day. It's like the peak of the sun. Yes. about it. Yeah, yeah, so yummy. And then um, I've been adding – and then I'll have like – sometimes I'll have some leftover of the mint elderflower that I've been putting in my latte. And so I'll drink – sip on that throughout the, to the day and that feels really special. Sometimes I'll ice that. Um, and then you just made me realize I don't really have like an evening drink routine right now, ritual. So I'm going to add that back in because I used to. And I was 
thinking about when we were prepping for this, I was thinking about teas and how much I adore them and how much they really do feel like a way of nourishing and nurturing myself. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about after giving birth to Aiden, like tea was like my it really felt like the way that I could care for myself. So I did a lot of motherwort tea after he was born. Um, I would just like, he, I just had it in like a little like um, tea, like one of those reusable tea kind of balls. And I would just keep pouring hot water over it and just drinking it yeah. like all day. Motherwort is so good um, for postpartum, like the postpartum time and right. the fourth trimester. And then I also made this really, really nourishing. I felt very depleted and I made was making this really nourishing blend of nettles, oat straw, butterfly, blue pea, and marshmallow root. And it makes this mm. gorgeous turquoise color and I call yes. it turquoise tea. And it was so deeply nourishing. And so I would sometimes even like, you know, get Eden down when he was like just newborn. And then I'd like go downstairs and I'd get, get my tea and then I'd come back up and I'd just like sit in bed with my tea um, and feel like I was like really like nourishing myself and caring for myself in that way. So that felt really, really good during that time. So I wanted to share that. A couple other favorites I have for this time of year are hibiscus. Um, I really turn to during the hot months. I love mm -hmm. hibiscus tea. And it's so nourishing and has a lot of vitamin C and is really, really hydrating. So that's another one that I'll often drink throughout the day when it's hot. And um, I'm also feeling last summer, one of the really special drinks that I did a lot that I want to do again, because you were talking about iced coffee, is I would do roasted dandelion root. Oh, yeah. Which is um, – Roasted dandelion root can be a good substitute for coffee, and I would mm -hmm. ice it. So I would do a big infusion and let mm -hmm. it infuse, so like a long steep of tea, mm -hmm. make an infusion. And then I would add a little bit of maple syrup and a little bit of almond milk and ice, and it was like my iced coffee. So I definitely oh, want to do that so again good. this summer. It was so I've good. I've done that and before too. Yeah, and that's really, really nourishing. I've heard chicory root too. I've never tried, but that can be a good coffee substitute. I've that's a good a one. Blend, and I think that oh, might yeah. have chicory root in it. I think, I think so. There's a combination of dandelion and chicory. For some reason, I think when I tried that, the babies didn't like that when I was breastfeeding because of breastfeeding, oh, interesting. I noticed it hurt their their stomach. Maybe, but. I don't know. I, you know how you never really know exactly what it is, but yeah. I thought that that's what it was. So I stopped and I was like, well, I guess I can't quit coffee then. I guess. <laughs> yeah. I didn't really put in that much of an effort. I think I tried it a couple of days and then I was like, well, yeah. back to coffee. Yeah. And then in the colder months, I do a lot of cacao. So my, that's like my special drink. Yes, when I'm it's colder. Hot yeah, I make herbal hot chocolates with like uh, some kind of like really nourishing tea base. Like I love oat straw, and I'll put a bunch of other stuff in. And oh, reishi too is really really delicious. Yeah, reishi. I put that in my coffee too. Mm -hmm. And then I I'll um, add in like cacao, just so much cacao and maple syrup, 
um, and just so much other goodness. And I just make these herbal hot chocolates that are so, so delicious during the winter and the cold months. And my daughter loves them. So yeah, special drinks are one of my favorite ways to care for myself and, and nurture and nourish myself. And I love feeling like it's a treat, but I'm also sneaking in some really good herbs and mushrooms and things like that in there that can also help support my body and my mind. So live for a special drink. And also there's something about my my mom and I talk about this a lot. Like when I go to pick up or I'm going to drive somewhere, I love to have a special drink with me in like a Mm to-go cup. There's something that feels so good about that. So a lot of these special drinks I will take on the go with me. (laughs) Yes, I agree. I love a to-go to go drink. The tea is a really good way to get vitamins and minerals in with water that you're drinking. So you're hydrating and at the same time you're getting these extra vitamins and minerals. Exactly. So even if you're not that good at drinking water, if you can fit in the tea, I think that's really helpful too. Same. But you need to make sure I learned this by trial and error. Some teas are some of diuretics. the herbs are diuretics. Yeah, like yeah. nettles is a diuretic. So right. I was like drinking nettles all day long, being like, I'm drinking so much. And then I was like, oh, I'm so dehydrated. <laughs> so is that just – Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, so just making sure that you're also fitting in water or making sure that it's a tea that's hydrating you. <laughs> yes. And we are th- – these are obviously just sharing our practices. And yes. we are not recommending these for – for use for anybody, you know, this is just our personal use and what we're comfortable with. Taking. Yeah, definitely always consult a doctor and do your own research if you're adding new anything, new anything into your mm-hmm. um, diet or your rituals. But we just love sharing kind of what works for us and what we practice and the ways that we feel like we can take care of ourselves. That's my list. Is that, do we each do three things? We did. I think that we had. Two of the same. We did. But Special drinks and ways. bathing. <laughs> <laughs> and music. And music, yeah. That will, Well, mine was making a playlist and yours is listening to a playlist and doing yoga. Yeah. Well, we really just wanted to share these because I think for me, when I think about or hear about or see – about wellness and self-care, there is this feeling that it can feel really inaccessible. Like you have to go on a retreat and remove yourself from your life or take these huge amounts of time to feel like – and money, yes, to feel like you're caring for yourself. And if you're not doing those things, it can feel like you're not showing up for yourself in some way or you're failing or you're not – doing what you're supposed to be doing. And as we were saying, like I find we are finding it hard to even get to a yoga class, let alone these other like larger yeah, yeah, shower for goodness sake. Um and so I we really just wanted to share these ways that we've found to weave these rituals of nourishment throughout our days while we're caring for kiddos, while we're doing life And there are just these little rituals that you can come back to that can feel really accessible and it doesn't have to be expensive and it doesn't have to be 
removed from your life. There are ways that we have found to care for ourselves that we can just weave throughout our day. And that feels really good. So we wanted to share it in case anyone else was out there feeling like they don't know how to take care of themselves or wanting some fresh ideas about how to take care of themselves. And it's a fun thing to talk about. Yeah. And you can even look at things in your life that you're already doing every day. And there probably is that ritual, the ritualistic aspect of it. And it's all about the intention that you put. So if yes. you're just making a coffee or you're just taking a shower, like really let it sink in how special it is that you get to do this every day. This is part of the rhythm of your day. This is what helps you come back to yourself, come home to yourself. It helps you to nurture yourself. And uh, that's enough. It, you don't have to do a million fancy things, a million expensive things, or escape from your day-to-day life to take care of yourself always. You, you can just, like Janelle said, weave it into your life. Yeah, I love the idea of looking at the things that you already do and then seeing them as ritual and, mm-hmm. and maybe how can you even bring a little more ritual to it. That's yeah. such a great idea. Like lighting a candle. You could light a candle when you take a shower or you take a bath. Yeah. Or you can put on some calming music when you're drinking your coffee in the morning. Yeah. Or Or even just like being present for that like first sip of that special drink is so good. Yeah. Yeah. And the being present with it all is what helps you to actually soak in all of the care that you're giving to yourself. Yeah. Without it just being another part of your day. Exactly. It's a moment to connect to your senses. And when you're connecting to your senses, it really helps you to be present and to be grateful. You know? Yeah, I love that. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, we're so curious. We want to know how you are all nourishing yourselves and nurturing yourselves and taking care of yourselves out there. And let's keep this conversation going. Yeah, let's keep this conversation going. Reach out to us on Instagram. Thank you so much for all the feedback for last week's special episode. Yeah. And um, we love you guys. And we, we love, love you. hearing your feedback. Talk to you soon. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Hearth to Hearth. It brings us such joy to share these warm-hearted conversations with you. We would be so grateful if you could take a moment to follow, rate, review, and share Hearth to Hearth with a friend. We also want to say a huge thank you to Eavesdrop for our theme music, their amazing song, Alive, and to Daniel Vengrove of Gray Street Photography for our gorgeous cover photo. And remember, you are whole, you are enough. We love you. Talk to you soon.